Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Crits. Well, actually, it's not another episode because this is a whole new side thing we're doing. Uh, I, I don't think, Alex, have we named this one yet? No, I don't think we have. I think, uh, I think we're just kind of going with. I don't know. I don't think. No, no, we haven't. We haven't said where it is yet. Nobody has given us the inspiration. So, listeners, give us the inspiration. Magical Nerd Club was cool. That was cool. Magical Nerd Club. Uh, that was Courtney, by the way. Uh, listeners, in case you haven't noticed, there's a few different voices here. Uh, we'll start at the Hello? top. With... <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> I guess we'll start with Trevin. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Trevin, uh... What a train wreck this is already turning out to be. Great. <laughs> oh, no, no. Uh, you're you're going to have to deal with a real train wreck in a bit. But, uh, Trevin, why don't you uh, give us the bare bones on your character right now? Hello, I am Trevin. I will be playing Jacques, the monk goblin, uh, who is a the son of a washed-up adventurer trying to live his father's dreams by his, uh, by his demands. Uh, the, uh, Jacques is very obsessed with wrestling that is his entire personality <laughs> all right and uh listeners in case you didn't know this is also the tithus that we plug at the end of every episode oh yeah hi i'm tithus i i play video games uh monday through wednesday or you can find me at two o'clock every in the morning every day digging through your trash can like the raccoon that i am and uh with that uh Someone else that we plug at the end of every episode is Becky. Uh, hey, Becky. Oh. Welcome to the studio. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, I will be playing Benny. She is a tabaxi rogue. Um, pretty, I would say, somewhat petite for a humanoid. She's probably about five foot, but then another, like, seven inches if you include the ears. So five foot... Without ears, five seven. Like if ears are standing full height. Yeah, if they're sticking straight up. Yep. Her her ears are very big. Uh, next up, we have Courtney. Uh, Courtney, tell us a bit about your character. Hey, what's up? I'm Courtney. Um, my character's name is Brenham, also known as Bren or M, and she is an ASMR cleric. So she's constantly trying to fix everyone or keep them from fighting. Um, so that can be kind of crazy. And she's kind of got like a little bit of a glow to her. Right. And next up we have Yoko. Yoko, give us a bit about your character. Hey, I'm Yoko Mizuhara. My character is Gracia. Uh, she is a half-elf bard, my favorite and go-to class and race. <laughs> um, and she was homeschooled until this year of high school and is obsessed with musical theater. And that is the main way that she knows how to communicate is musicals and re- referring to them. All right. And last up, we have a returning cast member, Alex. Or do, do we call ourselves cast members? I don't know how we do this. Uh, legally, we cannot call ourselves cast members, uh, or Mickey himself will strike me down. And, uh, As the Broadway-obsessed person, I don't think Mickey gets to own that. I'm pretty sure theaters had it first. Do not utter the name of the mouse. I thought they were only cast members if they were classes like sorcerers or wizards. Oh what? Very good. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is uh, I don't want to mess with Michael Mouse. <laughs> 
He's in public domain in a year. He's only got his time is numbered. Mickey, because he's so fine. (laughs) They're just going to give him a bigger dumpy and call him Thicky. I hate it here. Thanks. That's it. I'm done. I'm out. It was nice working with you guys while it lasted. We, someone said the catchphrase so early, Gary. We did it. We broke them. <laughs> uh, yes, well, uh, hello, everyone. I am Alex. Usually I either uh, play a terrible character or I play a terrible dungeon minister. Uh, this week I play a Better great of the character. Dog. Well, well, no. Well, <laughs> this week I play a character named Rafreak. He is... Uh, an Astro Elf Warlock of the Archfey. Uh, he is uh, your your rich kid of the of the school. One of the rich kids at the school. Um, he has had one job uh, where he drove a go kart at his uh, at his family's country club. That was the job. He drove a go kart for one summer. Wait, that that qualifies as work. He he says so. Yes. Well, in the city of Covington, I think that that qualifies as work. <laughs> if money is exchanged, it is work. Um, Sometimes I've gotten paid for just sitting there. I've been paid to cosplay, so I get that. I guess I'll take this moment to uh, bring us into this world, this familiar world. If you've uh, been listening to Friday Night Fights. Uh, that's right, this is a spin-off miniseries of Friday Night Fights. And we start in this charming little town on the eastern edge of Metro Atlanta, where the air is filled with the scent of freshly baked biscuits and cereal from the Arclight Fields factory. We follow a young tiefling, bursting with excitement as he leaps behind the wheel of a newly acquired classic muscle car, restored to its former glory with the help of his father over the summer. And with a newfound sense of freedom, and the wind in his hair, he sets out for a journey that'll take him beyond the limits of where the school bus can take him. As he makes his way to school, he stops at the local restaurant, Meemaw's Pantry, known for his famous chicken biscuits, but if you sell one of those chicken biscuits without a drink, it is a class one felony. If you possess more than three of those biscuits and no drink, that's a felony. Attempted manslaughter. But upon arriving... He's met with a line so long that it wraps around the building and he decides to just give up and try his luck at school because the student council sometimes sells chicken biscuits, but the price markup is high on that. They use that for great school stuff, so it balances out. Well, upon arriving at school, he finds himself in the middle of a tent scene. The commons area is packed with students, all clamoring for a taste of those coveted chicken biscuits. And a halfling looks up from behind the uh, cooler slowly shakes his head from side to side and says, uh, yeah, there's no chicken biscuits left, man. And the commons area falls silent. The student council member selling chicken biscuits has run out of chicken biscuits. You see Billy and Sonny and the uh, cameraman from the school news rushing to the scene as quickly as possible. The tabaxi walking down the hallway, watching this unfold. Hey, that's me. Um, so faster than most would perceive, a petite black tabaxi with large attentive ears shows up close to the center of the action, but doesn't seem to be interested in making a grab for one of the coveted biscuits. Instead, she's recording the entire incident on her phone with a smirk, 
taking a bit of amusement from the fact that a large brawl has broken out over biscuits so dry that they're registered as a choking hazard. Um, the clothes she's wearing are clearly more for comfort and utility than fashion, though their dark shades of purple and blue seem to complement her eyes and fur. So she's wearing basically like a hoodie and some joggers, essentially. And she's just kind of observing to see if anything interesting happens. And right now, there's just an intense quiet over the uh, commons area. It's the calm before the storm. There's a ton of sodas left over at the counter, but no more chicken biscuits. Uh, You see your school super senior. You don't know how old he is, but you know he's been through a senior year more than three times at this point. Uh, Approaching a goblin in the uh, commons area. Jacques, what do you do? What's going on? Jacques is just standing there, scrolling through his phone, sensing a fight nearby in his Chiquita Dave oversized t-shirt from his favorite wrestling match when he sees Bull walk up to him and just sighs. (sighs) What do you want? Are you in line for a chicken biscuit? Uh, I don't feel like choking on cardboard, so no. Uh, Alright, do you mind if I like get in front of you? By all means, and Jacques will step aside uh, gesturing for Bull to go forward. And uh, Bullistic, uh, your uh, head's towards... There's not even a line there. You just see a bunch of students waiting. They They know no chicken biscuits are coming, but just the slightest spark is going to set this powder keg off. Uh, Gracia can walk in. Um, you see uh, about five foot, half elf, kind of strawberry blonde, light red hair, white button down, a cardigan, and khakis. Kind of meek, not really sure what's going on, but really excited, big bright eyes. Um, and she's like, she looks around, she's like, uh, you can just tell she feels really tense about it and isn't used to being around this much, like, you know, this kind of, uh, tense air. And she's just like, uh, welcome to my school. This ain't a high school. This is the Thunderdome. And she just pulls out a little notebook and like, looks like she's going to start taking notes on anything if she needs to write a review for it later. And with this, you see Ballista gets over to, uh, the halfling selling the chicken biscuits. And he just says, What do you mean there's no chicken biscuits? You should have made an announcement. And uh, you see the halfling just kind of cowering in fear over there. Renum, you see uh, Billiam and uh, the school news cameraman following him over to the uh, situation. Okay, um, I am sure that Brenham is gliding across the the room, probably with her selfie stick trying to talk about what's going on in the morning fashion trends and music trends. And she comes upon this scene. Um, She's probably wearing something highly trendy. She's got her hair probably popped up on her head because she's been um, with the nurse this morning helping her out. Um, She's got her med kit under her arm and toe with the selfie stick in the other hand. And she's going to probably go up to Billiam, since he is her co-host on the morning announcements, and wish him a good day. Hi, Billiam. How's it going? Well, hello there. Here to cover the story? Um, well, what's going on? 
Chicken biscuit fever. Get you some. I'm not sure how to respond to that. I'm workshopping my catchphrase for the news today. We'll work on it. Chicken biscuit mania. It's a little better. Mayhem biscuits. Oh, now we're going the opposite direction. And this just goes on for a couple minutes. And Rafrik, what are you doing? Uh, Rafrik has just entered the uh, the hallway uh, in what can probably only be described as the last outfits that BTS wore on stage. Of course, he shops at the same places that their designers do. Are you surprised? No, you shouldn't be. Uh, he's pulled down his very trendy, a little bit too hip glasses uh, as he watches the scene unfolding Pulls out his phone, uh, his camera, uh, and starts taking some quick pictures and, uh, and says, this is, this is quite the unfortunate scene. These kids, they just, they can't get it together. Can you believe that? They just, they can't. And who is Rafrik talking to? He's a little bit talking to himself, but he's also talking to his, pa- uh, his patron in his camera. Oh, 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 so you, you want me to hit hit you with a little bougie man right now? Of course, bring out the bougie man. I mean, you can get a chicken biscuit like that anywhere. Right, it's not like these are even that good. These things could kill a lesser man. They don't even cover them in gold flakes. Right? That's just so gauche. That, that's just gross. Gross, yes. Thank you. That sounds like the perfect word. Did you just invent that? I've been around for a millennia, so I, I don't even know. You probably did. That is impressive. Uh, this is when he turns to see Benny and says, Ah, Benny, good, good to see you again. You're looking comfortable, as always. So what's, uh, what's it been covering so far? Has, has anything of interest or import happened? Uh, good. Good to see you, too. was wondering who you were having a conversation with there, but it uh, seems to be over now. Um, uh, and it, Vinny is going to kind of motion over towards the counter and say, things haven't really started to heat up yet, but I already have a headline ready for when they do. Picture it. Biscuit brawl. Bloodshed over baking. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Not going to lie. Tell Bibby I said hi. I'm not saying that, Boosh. Hey, Betty. She can't hear me, but hey. A brawl, you say? Let's get this started. And um, Jock will grab one of the forgotten drinks and uh, as stealthily as he can is going to yeet it at Bullsick to get this uh, this mayhem started. Lordy. Alright, I am just going to roll a dex save for ballistic. I rolled a nat 20 and a sleight of hand. <laughs> <laughs> I am rolling that dex save at disadvantage. That's a 23 total. It's just gonna dunk him in the back of the head. So, uh, this minotaur is up in the face of a halfling, like, leaning down, yelling at this halfling, and a can of soda just goes sailing. And, like, 
bounces off the side of his head into one of his horns and impales itself on his other horn. And he just stops and looks up. Who is the dead man that threw that? Jacques, you shook that first, right? Absolutely. Oh, no. (laughs) I was about to ask. Dead man walking. Punctured a can of soda and seen what happened. Uh, Jacques, give me a duck save. Uh, DC 15. No, DC 12. Uh, 18. 18? Okay, so you see Ballistic turn around and grab a steel folding chair. And he just chucks it in your general direction. Uh, You dodge it, and it clatters on the floor behind you. And that is the thing that just sets every student in the commons area off, and it just turns into full-blown battle. You see your security guard, Amy, in the back, standing next to uh, a She's an Aladrin uh, with newly dyed green hair, uh, green eyes. Uh, she's standing next to a very short rabbit folk. Uh, he's dressed in, like, Victorian-era clothing. And uh, you all know him as Dr. Peter Hopkins, one of the uh, teachers here. And Amy looks over to Dr. Peter Hopkins and says, Please, uh, surrender. Booge, make sure you're getting this in action mode. We're not going to want to miss this. And uh, Dr. Hopkins says, I'm, I'm not even doing anything, ma'am. I'm, I was going to class. And she pepper sprays him. Seeing the action start to unfold, Benny is going to be like, oh, hell yeah. And it's going to back up to the wall right here. And using her slippers of spider climbing, she's going to get about yeah, about 10 feet off the ground and kind of start recording some of the action from above. (laughs) Okay, so uh, what's about to happen is you're not entering combat, but I would like everyone to roll initiative so we can have it, like... Perfect. Uh, That is a 19 for Refreak. He definitely set the camera to, like, fast mode. He is ready. Oh, yeah. That's a 13 for Benny. Gracia got a 6. For Brenham? Yeah, I'm... Not used to this. She is like, what is going on? Throw my hands up. Oh, no. We got to help. Maybe you should keep notes, though. I got a 17 plus 3, so 20. Jacques is a speaky little dude, isn't he? I'm a monk, baby. <laughs> 20 for Jacques. Uh, what were the rest of the... 17 for Brenham. 19 for the freak. 6 for Gracia. She is not used to this many people. <laughs> Poor Gracia got disadvantaged. Not really. <laughs> All right, so we start with Jacques. Uh, what are you doing in this brawl unfolding? There, are, uh, the weird-looking icons are just various students. Okay. Uh, seeing the chair fly at him, his eyes are going to light up, and just a chair match, huh? And just grab the chair, and then run at Bull. And then slide between his legs as he and uh, try and trip him up with the chair. So uh, I think we'll do ac- acrobatics versus uh, deck safe. Oof. That's an 11. <sighs> so you slide between ballistics legs with the chair and it looks like it's going poorly. And uh, 
you managed to clip his Achilles tendon with one of the uh, pointy corners of the chair, and he drops. He rolled an eight. Oof. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, just going to trip him up, and then, because I was right here, so that's going to be roughly about 25 feet, and then just run past him, because, like I was said, going between his legs and tripping him up, sliding under, and then just climb up on the table with the chair. And with the chair, he goes down! <laughs> In comes Shock with a steel chair. By God, it's Shock. <laughs> oh my God, he's broken it fast. <laughs> Next up, we got Rafreek. Yeah, uh, Rafreek is going to uh, have his camera out. And he says, you're in action mode, right? Oh, uh, yeah. You want me to be in selfie mode, action mode? What you want, baby? Oh, we're in action mode here, 100%. Keep it fast, keep it flowing, keep it moving. Uh, I think our best course of action here probably is going to be, you know, blinding them a little bit. Uh, and he is going to cast Prestidigitation, uh, which, is a, which is just a little, little bitty cantrip. Uh, but he's doing it to distract, uh, to distract Ballistic um, and just creating a flash in his eyes uh, as he... Uh, just momentarily, not so much blinds him, but just pulsates a little bit of light in there so he's a little bit distracted. You want me to crank this flash up, baby? Oh, of course. You know me so well. And a bright flash goes off, and... Uh, so if Ballistic attacks, someone's going to be with disadvantage for right now. <laughs> moving, moving on to him. Um, so she holds up her hands. And wind starts to come from them, and she is going to cast Gust of Wind towards Ballistic and anyone around him. Can you guys just stop? That's going to catch Ballistic and a few other students and the cowering halfling from the student council that was selling the chicken biscuits. Neat. What's it like when Brenham uses her magic? Um, It depends on the type of magic, but... She has like a little bit of a a glow or a wind depending on which spell she's using and her eyes get really intense purple. Uh, which spell was this again? It was Gust of uh, Wind, gust right? Gust of Wind, uh, 60 feet long, 10 feet wide, blasts out from me towards uh, cre- creatures in the arc. And it's, uh, was it a strength save? or uh... It is a strength, I believe. Yes, strength saving throw, or we push 15 feet away. Okay. So you push back about three or four of the regular students, and I'm going to roll ballistic strength saving throw. Uh, he's prone, so I'm uh, going to do that disadvantage. Uh, that's a 14 for ballistic. Um, my save DC uh, is 14. All right, so uh, we'll decide as a group now, do we want... Uh, actually meat to beat so meat to beat the meat okay so uh ballistic <laughs> is just there just and made has a lot of meat <laughs> the hair on his chin <laughs> and we move on to Benny. so real quick Benny is going to take a look around and see is there anybody wearing anything red uh i would say dr peter hopkins coat 
I mean, his face should be red after the pepper spray. Uh, <laughs> no, she's, she's got the pepper spray that dyes your face pink when it hits. Oh, I'm familiar. Amy. Anemic <laughs> so, at little flowers. It's fine. So Dr. Hopkins' gray fur is all pink right now. Oh, no. Poor little guy. Um, and you can just hear him in the background. My eyes. Oh, my God. Gracia definitely thinks the pink fur is adorable. Oh, my goodness. But Benny is going to boop over to Dr. Peter Hopkins and be like, hey, can I borrow your coat for a sec? Which student are you? I, I can't see you right now. It's Benny. Benny, oh, that's Benny. a Benny, Benny, I, I've been working on something you might want to check out later. But yeah, yeah, take my jacket. Thanks, Doc. And she is going to pull like a little scrap of cloth out of. You can call me Peter. Um, and she's going to hand it over to him and kind of like help him wipe his eyes with it a little bit to get some of the pepper spray out. But then she's going to boot over kind of near a freak. And what was the area of effect of that gust of wind? It is 10 feet wide, 60 feet long. Okay. Is it an ongoing thing or does it just happen kind of in one burst? Um, it happens in bursts. I can do it again, I believe, as a bonus action on my next turn. Okay. Um, see, so she's going to attempt to toss the red coat onto this one student right here that's closest to ballistic. So you're just like picking one of the random students hanging out in the comments area, chucking oh, yeah. it. Oh yeah. Kind of take the heat off of Jacques a little bit. Rando Randall. Yep. So what I need what kind of check would I need to do to toss that over that kid? Are you trying to be sneaky about it or like are you just sprinting and throwing it? Like you're just yeeting it. I'm gonna try to be a little sneaky about it. Alright, uh give me a stealth check. Hell yeah, that's my best. Slide <laughs> a hand or stealth. That is a nineteen for stealth. Yeah, you just toss it over the kid without them noticing, and uh, they start fighting the jacket, uh, freaking out. So you would say that the jacket um, starts kind of ruffling a bit? Yeah, it's ruffling, kids screaming inside the jacket, trying to break free. Even though it's like a little tiny jacket that you're throwing on it. You know what? It's You're probably throwing it on like another halfling or something. Someone around yeah. Peter's size, so... Yeah, yeah, they're not very big. We're gonna go with that. Um, so Benny is gonna shout from behind the kid, Hey, Stakeums! Over here! <laughs> and that's the yeah. end of my turn. I'm just gonna be... I'm just gonna fucking antagonize this bully boy. <laughs> Alright, and we move on to Gracia. So she takes one of her sheets of paper and kind of ruffles it up and she's going to kind of get a little bit closer, but not too close to a uh, ballistic and on the paper cast prestidigitation to make it smell like a chicken biscuit. And then she's going to just kind of toss it and be like, oh, I think there's one left and try to distract him with it from everybody. So she's just going to kind of throw it past him. She's going to try to throw it past him and the. And it smells like a chicken. Yeah, so yeah. we're going for the bait and switch. Yeah. Uh, give me a performance check. Thank you. I'm going to real dice. This, this, this shit hates me. 
Go for it. Uh, In the future, this will be my last shitty roll, but that was a 14. Uh, 14. He, it, it sort of works, but there's an effect. He starts thinking about like a jingle that he's heard for chicken biscuits and that's stuck in his head and he's getting visibly upset. If he starts humming it, she wants to hum along. He's trying his best not to. You, I think being homeschooled, you might not know the jingle or uh, what, which type of homeschool student were you? Uh, they mostly paid attention to her older sister and tried to help her. And she's just kind of the spare. So she was left alone a lot. So she probably watched a lot of TV, lots of books. Definitely know the jingle then. Like you, you know, in your heart of hearts, there's an annoying chicken biscuit jingle. That's not for Meemaw's Pantry, but for some other big chain restaurant. And you know, that's going to get to him. She's not 100% sure if she meant to annoy him. She was just going to kind of distract him. So she's going to going to keep that jingle in her in her heart for now. Yeah, it's one of those mixed success situations. And Ballistic stands up from being prone and he uh, turns around and starts heading in the direction of the paper. He picks up the paper, just looks around, uh, looks to see if anyone's paying attention to him. And then he slowly starts chewing the paper. Oh, Rafrique is at the ready. He's got his camera going. And then after that, you see a student walk out of the cafeteria to check out what's going on. It's another student that was also homeschooled. Her name is Tori Fuller. She is a human, kind of pale, uh, really light hair, uh, reddish eyes. And she just comes out to see what all the hubbub is about. What's going on out here? Oh, we were, they were, there was a chicken biscuit sale and things got chaotic as always. That's how school is, right? Is it? Is it always like this? I mean, like I haven't been here that long, but were y'all like this last year? I don't like this. I'm feeling really on edge. I think he has a snack now, so I maybe he'll it'll be more calm. You know, you just need, you know, sandwiches and chocolate and then everything's okay. I hope so. It just has to be more chill. I mean, I... I don't know how you feel when you start eating garbage off the floor, but hey, if it chills you out, more power to you. Hey, this is your fault. You wanted a story, didn't you? Well, he's got a point. Got me there. Let's write it up. <laughs> oh, they did say that maybe if there had been an announcement about the chicken biscuits running out, it would have would have went better. So maybe we can make it part of a normal announcement on like, I don't know, a line or a... a the lottery for them or something? It seems the people who are in charge of this clucked up. Oh no. <laughs> My eyes burn, but please boo this man. <laughs> Benny is Benny is gonna kind of sigh and like um close her phone and stick it in her pocket and be like, yeah, it would have been a lot more of a story if this would have worked, though. I'm just going to take the jacket off of the kid that she threw it at. I think we would have needed the nurse a bit more. To be fair, he's probably getting more nutritional value from that paper than those biscuits. I mean, it's, the paper is certainly less of a choking hazard, that's for sure. <laughs> so yeah, Benny is going to take the jacket and 
give it back to Dr. Hopkins. A lot of our stories revolve around food. Ever noticed that? I think that's kind of the area we live in. You think of anything else better that happens in the school? I mean, we have the the football team or the, you know, the high school level adventuring team that the other Jacques is on. Could watch that man do adventures all day, you know? That's Jack. I am Jacques. He is Jack. Sure, right. Of course, Jack. You you said it right. And you all see Jack Smith, human, uh, tall, uh, walk out of the lunchroom. Hey, uh, someone call me out here? Jack! <laughs> <laughs> he just goes back into the lunchroom. Sorry, Jack. Ah, that handsome, it's okay. looking motherfucker. Kind of looks like Clark Kent from Smallville, just a little bit. Only a little. <laughs> Having heard Jock shout, fuck you, and then the other girl shouting, Benny is just going to be like, I'm ambivalent. I don't care one way or another. The true neutral of the situation. Yeah, so far, like most of the situation has died down. Ballistic's still eating the paper. Uh, he doesn't really know the difference. Uh, Amy and Dr. Peter Hopkins are kind of squared off right now. I feel kind of bad that he's just eating paper that smells like a chicken biscuit. So I'm going to walk a little closer so I can actually make it taste like a chicken biscuit with prestidigitation. We got so this. You feel bad. Jacques will hand him a, hand, a, fl- a bunch of flyers that just advertise the chicken biscuits and just hand them to Bowen like, they'll taste better, I promise. <laughs> yeah, and she just keeps casting prestidigitation, so they do, in fact, taste like the chicken biscuits. I guess the question, too, is do minotaurs chew their cud like actual cattle? I would think so. Absolutely. Maybe this is better for him. He might not know much of the difference based on which phase of digestion. You know, it's the ink in these coupons that really sets it off. Really gives it that chicken biscuit taste, but, you know, I'm not getting that choking hazard. So, it's better then? No, this is entirely too safe. Way too safe. Oh. Uh. I could hit you in the throat with mage hand or something. Would that make it better? Okay, we're, we're crossing this weird territory here. Hey, we don't kink shame here. What? I'm just trying to help. Can I eat my coupons in peace, bro? Yeah, fine, whatever. And Jacques will walk away. Gracious is over there, but just turns away so that she's still in prestidigitation range. <laughs> and as Jacques is walking away, Ballistic says... Hey, buddy, I'll, I'll see you in one shot. Uh, in Minotaur, he'll go, yep, yep. Don't <laughs> forget the homework. <laughs> uh, Burnham would want to go and check on Hopkins and Amy, see if they're all right. Wanted to be the more interesting story, not be the chicken biscuit brawl or the fact that the security guard maced a teacher, Amy. That's the story. <laughs> Amy is now looking over in uh, Brennan's direction and, like, hand back on the uh, pepper spray on her hip. I'm going to need you to calm down over there. We're all good here. You have a permit for that, Amy? Amy looks over in Jock's direction. It's you. The stuffy stealer. I, I didn't steal it. I punched it. (laughs) 
You punched it to oblivion. And you maced me when out of for no reason. I got some good pictures out of it. It was pretty pretty fucking classic. Oh sorry, Officer Amy. Oh don't don't show any respect to this rent a cop. Maybe need to be a little lighter with the uh, trigger finger on the old mace there. I'm here to uphold the peace. Yes, because Hopkins is always so dangerous. He's a wanted war criminal in the Feywild. Is he okay? But are we in the Feywilds? No. What's a war crime between friends? It wasn't even that big of a war crime. <laughs> The Fae could consider you giving them the wrong name as a war crime. Well, Freak is going to whisper to his camera, Uh, Booge, is that true? I mean, you're from, you're Fae, you know Fae things. Is he? I'm Fae Jason, baby. I'm working in the Nine Hells right now. I haven't been to the Fae Wild in a minute, but, uh, what's his name? Uh, Hopkins. Dr. Peter. Oh, Peter! Little rabbit, though. Oh, yeah, war criminal. Good on him. It's a good look for him. Yeah, it, it was only just a little war crime. Oh, just like, what, burning down a village or something? No, altering the fabric of reality. Oh, hot damn. How is Dr. Hopkins doing with the pepper spray situation? Uh, he's get, gotten rid of most of the uh, burning. Uh, and his eyes are very... Just bloodshot. Uh, I will help him if I can. Vinny is going to pat him on the shoulder and be like, okay, let's get you to one of those eyewash stations they have in the Kim Labs. We lost Benny. Pull out a little bottle. It's got like a little eyewasher thing on it. Got it. All right. So y'all just want to like go hang out and watch Arcane Rideshare. I really enjoy that show. It's very educational. I mean... I'll write you like a hall pass or something and you can skip class. Jacques is going to go up to Peter Hawkins, taking the long way around Amy to stay the fuck away from her and just palm him some eye drops and like, I know how she is with that trigger finger. These will help. And just give Hopkins some eye drops to help with the burning. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, you, you can come watch Arca- Arcane Ride Chair with me, too. I got tenure. I just kind of do whatever I feel like here. But I like like you. Vinny is going to 100% accept the invitation to hang out with Dr. Hopkins instead of going to actual class. I have some wrestling YouTube videos I could show you. I think I know the perfect wrestlers that you'd be interested in. Should I write hall passes for anyone else? I can write a whole stack of them and we can just go watch Arcane Ride here and the newspaper room. I'll rent one of the CRTVs and I'll have my class just, uh, I don't know, write journal entries or something. Gracia, I think we should probably get in on that. Uh, yeah, I think Bullstick probably won't notice if I walk away at this point. So she'll head over there too and be like, hey, what are you guys up to? Quincy. As more people are walking up, Amy reaches for the pepper spray again, just hand lightly on the uh, can. She's doing the whole Chris Pratt, Jurassic Park, uh, Raptor scene with all of you. Where Freak is going to press the digitate uh, as she reaches for her pepper spray, uh, a 
uh, a lovely stink smell uh, coming from uh, coming from it. Just rankle her up a little bit. Uh, you see her just visibly gag right there. Oh, are you okay, me? Do you- I- I'd put that away. You're getting a little, a little trigger happy with the pepper spray. Might make you sick. You don't want that. I can help you visit the nurse. I could send you to the nurse. She just walks over to the door behind her and places herself in front of it, and you realize that this is the principal's office. Ah, shit. All of us are familiar with that for different reasons. (laughs) Just a little bit. So, thankfully, she's not blocking our route to the newspaper room, though, right? No, I mean, honestly, Amy is probably reacting about how most high school security guards would these days anyway. Oh, these kids are filming a TikTok. I'd probably safer that way. Kids these days in their TikToks. You all make it back to the newsroom or the newspaper room with uh, Dr. Peter Hopkins. I say newspaper room because there is also a newsroom in your school that does the uh, morning announcements. Uh, but your school has more of a morning news style format for it, as opposed to an announcement over the intercoms. Imagine Gracia got so confused like the first few months of school and like went to the wrong room half the time. Yeah, because their room is right across the hall from yours. Your school newspaper room is tucked in a tiny alcove. Uh, you share a tiny hallway with the janitor's closet. So uh, Dr. Peter Hopkins wheels in a CRTV and like starts hooking up a bunch of stuff to it so it can play modern media. Mm-hmm. Says, All right. So uh, Arcane Rideshare is this show where like these people download this rideshare app and they're trying to go to a party, but they end up learning about magic. Oh, that is. You're tricking us into actually learning I mean, it, it's kind of funny, too, because there's a whole subplot going on throughout the series because uh, Jenna and Brad really started the uh, series, like, arguing with each other, even though they were a couple. But uh, in episode one, uh, episode one, I, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Still made in, like, the ye old days, the 90s. No, Arcane Rideshare was made in... 2015. It sounds like... No, this sounds like it was made in the 90s. Benny is going to turn to Rafriq and go, my dude, there weren't apps in the 90s. Are you sure? Yeah, pretty sure. Back then, the most advanced technology they had were like crackberries and stuff. Oh, crackberries. You know, that that sounds a little more accurate. I thought that it was called Dunkaroo? Dunkaroos, oh man, I fucking love those things. You know, Chiquita Dave did a fucking sponsorship for those. Like, like all the ads had Chiquita Dave in them. It was awesome. Oh, are those the ones where he would like suplex somebody into the frosting? Yeah, that's the one. Those are the best, right? And while uh, while Doctor Hopkins is hooking up the C- the CRTV and stuff, Vinny is going to turn to him and say, "So there was something you wanted to show me, Doc." Yeah, I, I made y'all a newspaper cannon. Whoa, whoa, a what? A newspaper cannon. 
That sounds dangerous. That's That'll help that's you deliver newspapers throughout the school. Okay, I'm really starting to like vibe on this whole joining the newspaper class thing. That that's kind of cool. Okay, do we know anyone that's uh, uh, an artificer? We could hook it up to my parents' go or my parents' golf cart. Jock, you man the cannon. I man the steering. It's a recipe for success. Renamon is immediately taking inventory of the amount of bandages he has. There's going to be some intense paper cuts had with this kid. You might want to get some cold compresses for the bruising, too. You know, in case you accidentally hit someone. Not if you. I don't want y'all hitting someone on purpose. Right, we'll be very accidental in the hitting. Uh, I heard that sarcasm. Sarca- I'd never sarcasm. Never. You know we're not going to hit someone on purpose and then need a cold compress. It's kind of a one or the other, right? No, here's what you do. You create a barrel that can also hold the cold compress. So you launch the newspaper at them, and then you launch the compress at them right out. We are not doing that. Why not? It's brilliant. Or better yet, wrap the cold compress inside of the newspaper. That way they open it. If they're injured, they'll be ready. Yeah. Hypothetically, could a, a live creature be delivering these newspapers from the cannon? It, it's going to have to be like a fairy or something if you're putting a creature in the cannon. We can probably extend the size later. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, I could make music and then we'll be like an ice cream truck and they'll know that we're coming so they can be excited for their... Uh, I'll play the music and they can be excited for the newspaper delivery. See, you students didn't need class after all. You're all geniuses. Uh, we can, we're we're going to put it on wheels. We're going to have it play some music. Uh, we're going to have it deliver cold compresses with the newspapers just in case it hits someone on accident because we need plausible deniability. And then I will fix it. You know, we could also deliver with it, instead of a cold compress, those goofy little ice cream pops that have the gumball eyes that are always jank. The static ones. Yeah, oh, no. nightmares. Sanic and SpongeBob. <laughs> I, I tried to fund this thing for a Sanic purse once, but they got copyright stricken. It was going to be for my granddaughter. Aw, copyright. But what better marketing campaign would there be for the school paper than you know, got to report fast or something like that? We need, we need a speedy mascot. Am I interrupting y'all getting together to put together an article? It's always good to have, you know, some form of teacher's guidance here. I did my part for the article. Yeah, he instigated it. I make stories happen, baby. Sometimes in the media, you might have to play dirty and, like, make something happen just so you have news. Isn't that when the other, like, news companies will bust it and then you'll go out of business and stuff? Wait, we're paid? They'll close the door and lock it? I can get us a master key if that's what you're worried about. Plus, I already have a key to that janitor's closet, so... The one with the apple of nuts? Yeah! Benny is also going to take the um, broom closet key out of her pocket and go, Ain't no mail like blackmail, baby! (laughs) (laughs) See nothing? I didn't hear nothing. Plausible deniability. Plausible deniability. Plausible deniability, yes. Uh, 
I mean, do you kids think maybe we should like go make some other stories happen on our own? Or you think that one's going to be good enough? We can talk about the corrupt fucking trigger-happy security guard. Oh, Amy? We don't need that enemy. She already maced you. Yeah, I don't know what her problem is. I, I, I just wanted to watch Arcane Ride share today. Yeah, she, she seems to be kind of making herself everybody's enemy by default. I'm also curious about, about her hair color. I wonder if she's trying to, like, hide something or mask who she is. I think she's just trying to emulate me with my teal, but this is all natural. She can try all she likes. This is this is 100% original here. According to Hot Trends, three out of five people have weird hair colors now. I think you're doing that thing on the internet where people watch you. Lawyers? Ugh, gross. I'm pretty sure he means live streaming, Rafriq. Oh, oh, sorry. Yes, uh, there was a student talking about her hot tub stream the other day. Oh, oh, uh, I think I need oh. to go throw up. She was yeah, playing Elden Ring in the hot tub. Oh, gross. Elden Ring. You mean Helden Ring? Yeah, she was playing Helden Ring. And in the background on the screen, you see like some college students downloading an arcane rideshare app. And they're pre-gaming for a party, and some dude that looks like what can only be explained as the male equivalent of Miss Frizzle steps out of a beat-up Toyota Prius and, like, ushers them to the car because it's the ride chair they ordered for the party. Is that Mr. Frazzle? That's incredible. The first episode is titled Riding the Portal of the Plains, and, uh... Like, there's a lot of talk of the spell Dimension Door and how it works, like, while he's driving them to a party in the speed-up Toyota Prius, and one of the college students plugs in the aux cord and hits the wrong button, activating some sort of arcane supercharger while he's talking about the gate spell, and then you just see them transported to another world. And then we cut back to you all in the room. Benny is going to kind of, like tap her chin for a moment and be like, okay, so if Professor Hopkins or Dr. Hopkins is a war criminal in the Feywilds, I wonder about Mr. Frazzle. Surely, surely his record can't be completely clean. I mean, that might be outside of our pay grade, but it's worth something to look into, I guess. You remember when you were talking about blackmail? If we can dig something like that up, we'd have blackmail on one of the top I don't know, thousandth so micro-celebrities on the internet? Oh, Mr. Frazzle's not really a micro-celebrity. Like, he was big in 2015, but then just kind of petered off. Now, the only micro-celebrity I'm aware of is the one that uh, had that show on the... Um, what was it called? The, the channel where they would discover things about... Um, Hard work that involved the workers, like basically getting really dirty. Oh, I think you it was mean... called Key Jobs. Mm, it had a halfling and a dwarf and a gnome. I-, I thought that I remembered his name being Micro or something, but I could be wrong about that. That's why it was funny. I think it was like uh, Eric Okra named Michael Crow, 
but they just shortened it to Mike Crow. Oh, that's probably what it was. Yeah. I'm enjoying. You do cameos these days. (laughs) I'm enjoying doing the stupid voice way too much. (laughs) It's a good stupid voice. We love it. Soak it up, Gary, because we know Abby hates it. So, <laughs> but Abby, I'm... this one's for you. Hating it. <laughs> Shout outs to Abby. Or not a shot. Over the intercom, you hear uh, Amy chime in on the loudspeaker, and she says, "Student two four six zero one, please report to the office." Jack, please report to the office. That's you, dude. I'm Jacques. Are you, though? Okay, what number is on your student ID, my guy? Uh, Jacques, you will know that that is not your student number. That's Jack. Smith. Jacques will give Rafik the finger. Told you. Ooh, he in trouble. And then over the loudspeaker one last time you hear, And Jacques, our fight isn't over. I'll catch you after school. That is terroristic threatening over the intercom. Y'all heard it? She pulled a meet me outside. Oh my god. Isn't it like... Isn't it a problem to like threaten a minor? Like, are they allowed to do that? Friend, don't you... Aren't you the one in charge of the morning announcements? Shouldn't something be done about this before... It's not really morning announcements. Just over the intercom. We're getting into at least lunchtime now, right? It's not morning now. This is harassment. Mm, but why would she be calling Jack? Like, what's the connection? I mean, they were both at the opening. Maybe something's going on. That could be something to go see. I... Who's real sneaky? Who could sneak in and find them? Maybe they're like the couple in the TV show. I can sneak. Student 24601. Report to the office. Okay, uh, real Jacques, he's usually a little bit more on time than this. That doesn't seem like him. He's usually pretty responsible on those kind of things. Uh, I suppose. I guess I'll go take a look, and Jacques will hop off his bench and skitter towards the office, I guess. I mean, Benny is also pretty sneaky, so she could like tag along too if you want some backup. In case somebody decides to bust out and be a little trigger happy with the with the pepper spray. Yeah, come on. Word. So she is actually going to put her hood up to kind of mask her ears just a little bit, because that is definitely what makes her the most noticeable out of anything. Not standing out is not really my bad. Alright, so uh some of you are going to be waiting in the classroom. Uh, since you all live in a world with cell phones, uh, one of you could have in a Bluetooth headset or something of the magical equivalent and communicate with the rest of the party. So no need for rings of telepathy. Well, you're still going to have to verbally speak into the Bluetooth headset. No, live stream it and we can watch. We'll put it on the TV. Oh, yeah. I. All right, so who who's on FaceTime so I can plug that into the CRTV here? Not me. Listen, not my yet. specialty is recording other people, not so much myself. Y'all going to have to handle that. And uh, so Jacques 
And Benny, if you two are heading out, I want you to roll stealth checks. Oh, shit. Oh, 29. That is a 29 to stealth. I can't. That's a five. (laughs) Oh, bitch. Oh, bitch. (laughs) Where did Benny go? So, So he puts up their hood and none of us see us. None of us see her ever again. Benny has slippers of spider climbing. So we'll just say that she climbed up one of the walls and kind of like stuck to the crease between the top of the wall and the ceiling. All right, so Benny, Jacques, I'm going to assume that the two of you are like right at this door right here. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, Benny, you managed to spider climb up a wall and, you know, you're out of sight. Jacques, you kind of opened the door very loud. But what the two of you see when you get out into the hallway is like Amy with her pepper spray staring down Jack, who is standing next to his locker. And she says, open your locker, do it. And uh, he opens his locker and you see a ton of chicken biscuits start to tumble out of his locker. And what you notice is missing from his locker is beverages. He's a criminal? Nah, he's too straight-laced for that. That just makes him hotter, though, really, if you think about it. No, I promise. Someone is setting me up. This this wasn't me. Benny is... She is going to have a selfie stick that she uses for her phone to like help record from different angles. She is going to be recording all of this out of sight. I can see the headline now. Do we believe him or no? Great-laced. Straight laced boy or crooked criminal? Only time. Bum, bum, bum. And Amy says, We can do this the easy way or we can do this the hard way. You can walk down to the office with me now, or I can pepper spray you. It's your choice. Please do the easy way. I think this is the first time she's given someone a choice about pepper spray. That's a sign of improvement. Yeah. <laughs> and Jacques follow or Jack follows her and you as they're walking off you hear her say student 24601 for the possession of breaded chicken with the intent to kill I sentence you to in school suspension how could a man like you steal so much bread I hate the guy I don't think he did it that's a lot of carbs even for an athlete something else is afoot or he was just, just carb loading? Perhaps we should follow the trail of biscuit crumbs to see who the real culprit is. Or maybe the drinks. Like, the drinks are all missing, right? They would have had to been sold with drinks. So, where have they gone? Alberto still had some of them earlier. Maybe he knows? Maybe that's who we ask first. I mean, do, do y'all want me to, like, pull a student from class and give him a hall pass or something? Yeah, that would probably be a better idea than just us chasing down and interrogating him. Well, I'll, I'll go uh, get Alfredo for you, uh, little halfling guy. Uh, Dr. Peter Hopkins pops off. Uh, what are you all doing while you wait for him to come back with Alfredo? So Jacques has been, or sorry, not Jacques, Jack has been taken to ISS, right? Yes. Okay. So Benny is going to pull her phone back in, get ready to head back to the newsroom 
having gathered what seems to be all the pertinent information she can gain for now. Unless Jacques, should, do you think we should follow him? We know where they're going. We could always keep an eye, but I, this doesn't smell right. If we don't think he did it, then uh, we should follow other leads. Okay. All right. So, yeah, then he's going to get ready to head back to the newsroom and follow up from there. You guys were there before me when I got to the scene. Um, do you remember anybody filming before chaos ensued? No. I mean, I was going to have my camera out and ready. Bull was going to do his bullying. Is that even applicable, really, to call it bullying? What he does? Hmm. Somebody had to have been there at the beginning of the cell. I was filming at a distance. We could check and see if there's anything that my phone caught. You know uh, other people with footage, and it is Christopher, a.k.a. Topher Glade, a bullywog uh, student council member, who is also a part of the uh, morning news team, and William Sonny, a satyr. That's always, like, rocking that anchorman look, even when he's not on the morning announcements. But uh, Chris uh, Topher Glade is more of that... Uh, He's got that 2009 style to him. He's wearing a blazer, a band hoodie underneath. And he's just real big on the uh, mid to late 2000s. All right. So sounds like we have some leads to figure out if anyone caught the uh, biscuit bandits. Clever. I like it. Vinny is just like, Jacques, thumbs up. <laughs> If we don't see them today, we'll definitely have them both together for morning announcement. Dr. Peter Hopkins comes back at the end of the day and apologizes like, uh, yeah, sorry, I got distracted. Uh, went into the cafeteria, hung out with my granddaughter. We made some caramel out of uh, condensed milk. Did you know if you boil a can of condensed milk, you can make caramel? Just make sure you put a hole in the top or, you know, at least vent some of the pressure because it will explode. I have made that mistake 17 times. Oh, I wonder if I could do heat metal to do that. Yum. Are we we just going to gloss over the 17 times? Yeah, I was curious. Why did it take that many times, Doc? Especially for somebody who is supposedly well-versed in the sciences. I mean, sometimes you just throw it in there and you forget and you go about your day. And then it's been 12 hours. and. The fire department's at your house. Again. I really hope you've learned your lesson. Caramel is really hard to get out of burn fur. Oh, yeah. I'm usually not present for that, and I will probably never learn this lesson. I've heard of absent-minded professors. I think that might be a little too absent-minded if, if you catch Madrid. Are you implying that I'm doing drugs on the clock, ma'am? Of course not. Not the good ones. No. I like to keep my mind sharp, but, you know, sometimes I dip into the applet nuts. Don't, don't tell the principal. You mean these nuts? God dang it, I fell for it again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know where the janitor keeps a stash, if you ever want an extra. I might be able to integrate some into the cannon. Oh, I forgot to bring your god dang cannon, too. And... Like, it, it's still the end of that same day at school. <laughs> he runs off and comes back with a cannon that fires newspapers. So uh, what you're going to be able to do as players is 
on your turn, you can use a bonus action to move and move or like rotate the cannon. And when it gets to the cannon's turn, if there is a newspaper in that cannon, it will fire it in a straight line. And uh, whoever is in the path of it needs to make a dexterity saving throw or take, like, I think it was 3d6 damage. Would it be bludgeoning damage? Yeah, it's bludgeoning damage. It's basically catapult. It's like a delayed catapult spell. Gotcha. You'll all have control over the cannon, so if you don't do anything with your bonus action, you can get close to the cannon and load it, or uh, you can get close to the cannon and rotate it, or you can like tell the cannon, hey, move in that direction. But the cannon will still face whatever direction it's already facing. It'll just move in a different direction. Benny would absolutely love to put a couple of decals on it that look like those old-timey sharks that they used to put on like World War II bombers and shit. <laughs> Like, no, this totally isn't threatening at all. Jacques is totally not daydreaming about pointing it and firing it at Amy. You and Ballistic probably had a chill day in shop. <laughs> in shop class, the two of you, there's no beef. Only crafting. There's always beef with Ballistic, Gary. I hate it here. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that joke was bull. <laughs> uh, actually, question: What would Gracie have gone to, like the drama room or anything, uh, like the auditorium or anything like that during the day? Yeah, she'd probably check in periodically just to see her friends and stuff. Um, the current one, she was cast as an understudy, and it really upset her, so she's not in the the play that they're currently rehearsing. Uh, so. At some point, you're kind of alone in the uh, auditorium, and you hear a noise from the back of the auditorium. I kind of want to roll a percentage to see if I'm in the current one that they're performing. <laughs> Actually, I th- I think both of you would be here in the auditorium. So, what kind of can we tell? Like, what kind of noise it is? It sounds like there's someone like trying to hide, but not doing a good job of it. Is it in, like, the, the tech area or the dressing rooms? Like, what area is it in? Of a- uh, It's more in the tech area. Like, there, there's a little hallway that connects the band room to the auditorium. So they're probably, like, in that area. Trying not to project my own personal feelings and experiences onto Gracia here. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, no, there are, they are people making out. But I don't think she knows that. That is 100% me as someone who was in theater as in high school though uh, theater <laughs> they don't wear clothes they just don't uh, so like you see a human male around the corner uh, wearing a mask and pieces of costume sewn together in like the most elaborate costume and I'm going to drop a picture of this human man or human male in the chat uh, he's assumed that everyone kind of left the auditorium, and now he has free reign again. But this is an image of the uh, dark-haired man. Is he the Phantom of the Opera? This is it. That's all. So, like, <laughs> he sees us, we see him, yeah? Yeah. Oh my god, that's amazing. Did you make that? What are you doing here? Um, uh, part of our schedule? It's past the point of no return. 
The corruption in the school goes all the way to the top. I'm here to bring an end to it. And you are? Call me Common Valjean. Uh, do we have signs together? And, like, he just strikes a, uh, quick little common writer-esque pose. <laughs> you think he stole the bread? Oh, no, he's a nerd! <laughs> uh, I want the two of you to roll perception checks. Alright, sure. 17. 24. Alright, who got the 24? Gracia. Gracia? Yep. Hop into whispers with me real quick, and I will tell oh. you who this person is. In other circumstances, I'll throw, like, everyone else into whispers and then have the two of us in if it's going to be recorded. But And we're back. Be cool, be cool. Oh, don't worry. It's all in the recording. I'll hear it. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes and decides whether to edit out whatever the shit talking that happened for that, like, one minute. <laughs> so, uh, Gracia, what do you do with this information? So... Why the costume? Is that part of the the current show, or what? I can't be seen. I have to solve this mystery. Is that a new club? Is there a mystery club? I thought that was us. Are are you going to help or not? Innocent students are being persecuted here. Of course. I'd love to help. Yeah, we were going to try in the morning to get some info, but I didn't expect anything back here. I kind of do drama sometimes uh, and off uh, See, I don't play sports, so it's not an off season thing. Uh, it was nice talking. Uh, and he just does the Michael Sarah, super bad, speedy, awkward walk out of the room. I'll see you in a science. I guess we'll see him in costuming later, <laughs> like around here. All right. So we'll, uh, everyone else, meet up at the end of the day what what are you all discussing i don't think we're the only ones looking into this there was uh i guess there's a new mystery club and they wear costumes that are looking into it too she does not completely understand things this is fine <laughs> trying her best is it is it like an organization a mystery incorporated if you will Ba-da-ba-ba-ba-ba. i don't I think they're that organized yet it's like new. Huh. Oh wait, are they the guest stars or are we the guest stars? Da da da! Crossover episode. The most ambitious crossover in history. <laughs> uh, Maybe. Better Benny have globe trotters. Benny is going to uh, lightly pat the barrel of the cannon. I'm assuming it's been left in the newsroom at this point. Yeah. Uh, and just say, well, I would like to introduce you all to what I have called the newsbreaker. Oh, I love that's, it. That's bro. Forever. AKA Nick. Nick Cannon. <laughs> Aww. I like it. That could be its nickname. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> the Newsbreaker is such a badass name. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a Borderlands shotgun. Yeah, and it's got to be graffitied across the side. Oh, of course. It's like painted on there behind the uh, shark nozzle design that it has. So it has like the angry eye and teeth at the end. I already envision it in my head. Yeah, and then it just has <laughs> the newsbreaker down the barrel. Except for I've also added some sparkles. 
Hell yeah. Listen, all, if somebody has a fantasy version of a cricket machine and wants to do that in glittery letters, go for it. Feel free. I mean, I can temporarily do it with prestidigitation just repeatedly all the time. I'd be like an overhead projector, like prestidigitation, and somebody's like painting it on. <laughs> it just sparkles like those old, like early 2000s MySpace layouts. I'm sure you can convince Dr. Peter Hopkins to uh, mod it out for you. You know, you, so, you may have to go on some journeys or pick up some items somewhere. You mean field trips? I'm for it. Yeah, you, you might even have to take a ride on the Arcane Ride Chair. Sure, I'm all for that. But... We move on to the next morning, and mysteriously... Your school has been filled with vending machines. There's no longer any chicken biscuit sales, but these new vending machines come from Arclight Fields, a, a company that produces food in your town. Cereal? Yep, cereal, like all kinds of food. There's actually, I believe it was four types of vending machines in each area where the vending machines are set up. Super cereal. Four, uh, each group of vending machines consist of one hot food vending machine, one cold food vending machine, snacks, and beverages. And a lot of them are, like, products that haven't even come out yet. So, your school is getting the good stuff right now. Where the fuck does our money, our school find the money for this shit? Oh Yeah, I'm totally gonna be in front of one of the new vending machines. And join me tomorrow when I try all the new snacks. And... Like, with the new vending machines, you can swipe your student ID on the vending machine. And some students have learned that uh, some of their IDs already have credit on it for the vending machines. Is there a way for a student to check the balance on their ID before they actually go to buy one of the snacks? Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Benny is going to check her balance to see if she has any. Uh, Benny, you have enough to buy a single snack? Hmm. She's going to start eyeing the, the vending machines. I assume that Brenham is nearby, too. Yeah, I have to report on all the new trends, including food. So, Benny is going to ask, uh, Bryn, right? Um, so, which one of these you you trying out? Are you going to try everything from every machine? Or, like, one from each machine? What, what's your plans here? Uh, it's probably impossible for me to do all of them all at once. So, I'm thinking... I could do like half the snacks in this machine today and then half the drinks and other other half of the snacks tomorrow. But then I have to like report on what each one tastes like. So it just takes a long time. If you approach the vending machines and try to use them, a menu pops open and then that goes into another menu, into another menu. There are so many choices for food. So Benny is going to go to... I would guess the snack machine that dispenses what appears to be just room temperature snacks, like chips and stuff. Yep. Um, and she's going to find probably as close to the most generic thing as possible. She's she's not sure. With the whole situation unfolding at the school, she's very hesitant to actually try anything. She's definitely going to take this to Dr. Hopkins and see if he can analyze the contents, see if there's anything um, potentially dubious happening here. So you're not going to eat them. So you're just going to grab a bag of plain chips and take that back to Dr. Hopkins for processing? Yeah. 
I think um, if anybody wants to join me, like we could do like a, a morning announcement thing so we can talk to both of the other people that would have been like suspects. Yeah, I'd go with her. Sunny and um, Cher. Sunny uh, and Cher. William, <laughs> William, Sunny, and y'all already know who it is. It's Topher Glade. Topher and Billiam, yes. How much is a Topher? Be fitty. Half of a Christopher? <laughs> Pinky or more? I guess it depends on the toe, doesn't it? Yeah, yep. Uh, anything else before we close out this session? I don't have anything. I'm, I'm so proud of the name Newsbreaker. I'm so no, that, that's really fucking good. I, it's like, such uh, a badass name. I, I saw that in chat and was like, oh, hell yes. <laughs> don't have is a name. At first, I was trying to think of how to work like Doomsday into it, but I just couldn't think of anything good. I'm like, wait a minute. Breaking news? The Newsbreaker. Oh, yeah. Listen, I am ashamed how long it took me to come up with a way to integrate you clucked up or something like clucked into conversation. I was sitting there like, no, nah, that doesn't sound right. No, nah, that's terrible. No, nah, that no, no, no. Here we go. Hell yeah. Plausible deniability. <laughs> Plausible deniability. That's going to be the name of this game. Actually, yeah. Should we just call this campaign Plausible Deniability? That's not bad. I like it. Or Newsbreakers. I mean, both are good. Yeah. Newsbreakers does say... Yeah, it does say more about what the campaign actually is, too. Yeah. Like, it would be Newsbreakers, but like like this episode is Plausible Deniability. Yeah. Oh, that'd be good. You have to have chapter titles. It has big Goonies energy to it, and I'm kind of here for it. (laughs) It's either going to be Newsbreakers or Monday Newsbreakers to keep with the, you know, Friday Night Fights universe theme. I think that could work. Yeah. Yeah. And break. (laughs) Monday Night (laughs) Newsbreakers. I do feel like if we name it Monday Nights, like, the episode should go up on Monday, logically. Oh my god, the Monday, Monday night newsbreakers. Boy. Yeah. Like, get the electric. MNN. But uh, I guess this is the point where we say, hey, listeners, uh, would, would you like to submit some questions? You know, send us an email at critsandgrits at gmail.com. Uh, that's C R I T S A N D G R I T S at gmail.com. And instead of uh, doing the plugs for these two uh, people, well, I'm going to let them do their own vlogs this time. So, Becky, Travin. Thank you. You can follow me. Um, it's been a minute since I've streamed on Twitch, but you can follow me on Twitter at SugarPuns um, and also on Instagram. Um, hoping to get back into streaming this year, but for now, uh, it's kind of on hiatus, I guess, is the way I would say it. But, but yeah. Uh, and me, you can find on Twitch Monday through Wednesday at 6.30 Alaska Standard Time. I'd don't know what it is for you folks. I mean, it my stream would be starting in the next like five minutes, so like ten thirty your guys' time. Uh, and you can also find me on Twitter bullying Ted Cruz at Old Man Stark. Wait, are you legitimately bullying Ted Cruz on Twitter? Absolutely. <laughs> He's an asshole. 
<laughs> That's what Twitter's for. Yeah, yeah you can no. find me on Twitch at Tithus, uh, twitch.tv slash Tithus, T-Y-T-H-I-S, Monday through Wednesday. Uh, Yoko, Courtney, do either of you have... Oh, Tithus, I think you forgot to plug one thing. Actually, no, I, I want you to plug it in episode. Like, what in am character in episode. <laughs> okay. Your promo code. You can drop it now if you want. But I expect you to keep dropping it in character. I'm also sponsored with Rogue Energy. Get yourself some of that good go-go juice. No sugar. Real good. Doesn't give you the shakes. You can get 10% off by typing in Tithus69. You can't see it right now, but I am dabbing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Yoko, Courtney, did the two of you have anything you wanted to plug? Sure. I can say that... uh... If you want to find me online, I have been and forever will be Cotton Candy 117, C O T N C A N D Y 117. That's how you find me. Uh, sure. And I'm Yoko Mizuhara, Y O K O M I Z U H A R A, pretty much everywhere. Uh, I also run a uh, group, Cosplay Volunteers of Atlanta, and we'll have a panel at Atlanta Comic Con on Saturday if you want to come see it. I don't think this episode will oh, sorry. be here. <laughs> I should have put dates in late February, like February 26th. Okay. I should have. Yeah. No. Mm. (laughs) Brain. Yeah. I was like, uh, I don't know. That's real soon. (laughs) February 25th. That Saturday, the far Saturday. Okay. The Saturday Uh, of the con. That's the implication that my sentence did not word. You're good. Uh, Alex, uh, is there anything that we want to plug? I mean, we have our various social medias. Uh, I have a Twitter that I've been more begrudgingly getting on recently. Not to bully Ted Cruz yet. I'm not that brave hey, yet. Hey, it makes Twitter more fun. It does. Um, but I'm not going to drop that one just yet. I could say you can always hit up our Facebook. You can always hit up our TikTok, which uh, crits and grits. Uh, TikTok and Facebook.com. Um, I don't know. Abby didn't say anything about any cosplay things that's coming oh. up recently. Um, Yoko, you probably know, would know a thing or two. Becky probably maybe do. I don't know. Um, I mean, MomoCon's a big, like, general AtlantaCon. I don't think we have anything else right now. Well, uh... I got married at the Gathering. Married at the Gathering? You live anywhere near Marietta, Georgia. Uh, downtown and the historic Marietta Square is hosting Marietta the Gathering for all geeks and geeky things. Um, and Abby will actually be helping with the cosplay contest. And it's free. That's that's a big and put it's it free. in bold. <laughs> My favorite price. It is on March 4th, Marietta the Gathering. And then 11 days after that is the Ides of March, right? We're going we're gonna to do the whole Caesar thing. Ides of March. We could uh, all just like stand around a bottle of Caesar dressing. Okay, I'm getting sidetracked here. Uh, With a side salad. Also- <laughs> us, us get sidetracked? Never. Listeners, also go check out uh, Jess. You can follow her on twitch.tv forward slash Jess Panda or follow MomoCon on their socials uh, like Facebook, MySpace, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Jay, you can follow on twitch.tv forward slash rush918. And Duck, you can follow on twitch.tv forward slash Ducky, please. Now, everyone, give a jumbled uh, newsbreakers. Newsbreakers! Newsbreakers! Right. Yeah.
Can we do a little hand thing and break in the middle? 